1: I hate to break the fishing news after Graham Chuck, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey.
2: Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We
1: just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Uh, we,
0: yep. All
1: of my projects are on schedule until they're not.
0: A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get uh, today. 196. Episode 196 of the Real Life Podcast, I'm Tyler Remchuk, Jay's with me, Bagged Milk is with me, Wanye and Chalmers, uh, we have them listed as unfit to podcast today, they will not be joining the show, actually Chalmers might show up at any moment, but there will be no Wanye talking about unfit to podcast, Jappa is the right fit for all your heavy machinery needs, check them out online, jappamachinery.com, they got a ton of good stuff always going on there, Two cat 80, 81.5, I think is how Marin told me to say it. 81.5 compactors that they got on the lot. They posted them on their Instagram on June 24th. Check those out. And now we bring in Jay and Bagged Milk. Guys, the Oilers are on the ice, and the word of the day or phrase of the day is unfit to play. Um, exciting, though, to see for the most part, everyone but Caleb Jones pretty much on the ice for the Oilers.
2: Yeah, I know yeah, I was probably. Talking- But I was, uh, I was sorry. I was just reading a tweet that actually uh, goes into the conversation we're having right now. Um, Yeah. Seeing the boys back out there. Gregor posted a video of a little, uh, you know, a little scrimmage that they were doing. I loved it, man. It made me happy. As soon as I saw uh, Gene was on Twitter Mm -hmm. uh, posting from inside the rink, Tommy Gazzola was in there. Gregor was there. It just, I loved it, man. It made me happy. It just felt normal to see the boys back in town, as then Lizzie once
1: famously said.
0: You can tell that they're excited because, like, a bunch of teams are already getting right back into scrimmaging. Day one scrimmage, you can tell that they want to get the competitive juices flowing a little bit.
2: Well, it's also it's it's interesting too, though, because there's no like nobody's auditioning for jobs here. This is this is the team. It's time to get going. So yeah, get get after it.
1: For me, it was just reassuring. It's like. They're bad. Like this is actually happening. All this stuff we've been talking about—speculation, voting, ratification—all this stuff. Now you see them on the ice, and you're like, "Shit, this is like this is legit." So for me, it's just like that validation, and now I'm now I'm allowing myself to go fanboy excited. So I'm uh, I'm counting the seconds for August first now.
0: I like that counting the seconds, and it leads into a little exercise I wanted to do with you guys, and I want the listeners at home to play along as well. Tag us. Your answer to this, when you saw the Oilers on the ice today running their scrimmage, describe your reaction in three words or less.
2: To borrow from one Cameron Lewis, mine is simple. We are back.
1: That's it. That's, that's the phrase. That's, that's classic. Mine, uh, if you're using this for promotional uh, purposes, you're unchecked. You'll need to bleep out because it is let's fucking go.
0: Yep, LMGs everywhere I like that I had an answer but Jay gave me an even better one in his uh, last rambling there (laughs) Mine is counting the seconds because honestly August 1st cannot come fast enough Uh, We've talked throughout I mean through the past two, three months here about (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about Ryan Nugent Hopkins fucking (laughs) mustache? Okay, I tagged you in that I was hoping you'd see it Okay Oh my god I'm so happy Where is is this? Oh, I, I'm going to retweet it. Zach Lang tweeted it, but, like, <laughs>
2: look at the
1: duster on Nooch. Oh, I'm already in love, and I haven't seen it. Good He's Lord, he me. has
2: been he has been working on this thing for a while, because that. Oh is, yes. that is sensational.
1: He is a musketeer. Let's go get him.
2: <laughs> He's going full pirate for the playoffs in 2020, and I love it. Hell,
1: hell of a center part on that thing.
2: <laughs> I like it. That is, you know, and you know, because... Nuge is a guy that doesn't get a very thick beard at all. So he's been working on this thing for a
0: minute. Bag milk. This is is the most fired up I've ever heard you on any of our podcasts.
2: (laughs) I'm excited, man. This is okay. So you talked about what was it like to see the boys back on the ice. That's exciting. But seeing (laughs) rising Nugent Hopkins with a playoff duster coming into town like this. I love it. Good Lord.
1: Oh my God. This is, I'm excited. I'm yes. (laughs) <laughs> well, I can't stop staring at it. I can't stop staring at it. I'm staring at it. I'm and and just with the lighting in the background, like it, it looks majestic. Like
2: Absolutely.
1: Jesus, Nudie, Nude. love it. He is he is in playoff mode. He's coming to compete. That's what that tells me. You don't you fuck can't... around when you have a mustache like that.
2: Absolutely not. He commands respect with that thing. You throw a pair of aviators on that and he's on him and he's either A sniping sellies from the left wing, which he's gonna do he's playing with Connor at least to start or he's on highway patrol I take either way nude I'll take all flavors of nude with this mustache I'll tell you
0: oh I'm gonna really enjoy cutting up the last like 90-ish seconds of this podcast into a nice promo and get it over top of the image of Nuge's mustache because I want the listeners to get the visual of what you guys were looking at when you had that reaction that was great that was you can't
2: just You can't just tag me in something on Twitter this explosive (laughs) and expect it not to completely derail me.
0: That was good. That was the reaction. I wonder wonder if he
1: shaves in the center part there. It's so pronounced.
2: Yeah, it is. I was wondering that too. It looks like, yeah, it looks like he clears a path there. (laughs)
1: There's a path. Oh, amazing. He looks fantastic.
0: No other facial hair, though, hey? Just the stash. Maybe a little I, bit of something good. under the lower lip there is like the little... Yeah, a little soul. tickler. Yeah, yeah. but uh, nothing else there. That is a clean-shaven no. boy.
2: I don't know what you were trying to talk about before this, but <laughs> yeah, we just went right off the rails. Yeah. Brian Nugent
0: Hopkins, I salute you in that mustache, sir. I can look at that thing for the rest of my life. That's hilarious. I love it. Well, what I was saying actually kind of ties into this because like over the last couple months when we were talking about, you know, our general excitement levels, there was always just that little bit of pessimism, at least from me because that's what I do. But it was always like, oh yeah, like so stoked for hockey to be back. But in the back of my mind, it was like, okay, there are a lot of steps that we still got to go through. And now like, you see the players taking to the ice. They're scrimmaging. We're getting line combos, which is a big thing. Uh, you're seeing bagged milk get fired up about Ryan Nugent Hopkins' facial hair. Like everything just seems to be settling in. And <laughs> Gregor also tweeted a picture from an
2: alternate angle, and it is just oh, because he has got he's got like almost the moulet coming out the back. He's growing the he's growing the hair out, and then we got an alternate angle of this stack. He is looking like. <laughs> Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, you look fantastic, my friend. I need to wow, see this Gregor so he,
0: angle.
1: He also looks like he could be a member of FUBAR. No kidding. Absolutely. Absolutely. With that flow? Oh, Absolutely. Yes.
2: He knows where the treasure is buried, my friends.
1: It is He is going to find it. You know what, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins? You are in control now. You are the boss.
0: Uh, The first comment on Gregor's uh, tweet is a guy with the at handle, at sledden and his comment is, please shave it off, Ryan. No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, yeah, no. Do you think he's going to get, like, he's kind of setting himself up, though, to get chirped pretty hard on the ice, isn't he?
2: Or the boys are rallying behind him, because that is a look that, I'm telling you, This is a look for the summer is what he's got going on here. Not
1: only is he ready for playoff
2: action, but he is ready for any social scenario. Uh,
1: I mean, provided social distancing, of course. Keep Nugent's stash forever?
0: Oh, man. I was just going to say, is there any way we could drop like a Ryan Nugent Hopkins playoff t-shirt right now with maybe like a silhouette and then just the little mustache?
2: (laughs) He looks great. Oh, man. We'd sell a million of them.
0: Oh, that is so good. Yeah, like, you see that, and it's hard right now to not get excited, even though, like, the step of getting the teams into the hub cities and making sure that everyone gets here without some sort of outbreak, like, once they're secure in the bubble for four or five days, it's all good, in my opinion. Then you're it should be yeah. smooth sailing from that point on. But this is a pretty crucial week from, like, a COVID outbreak perspective with the players still being allowed. Like, if they wanted to, they could leave the rink. Oilers players could have left the rink today and gone down the street to a bar. They could have gone. I out hope, to eat.
1: I hope they're not. I hope they're not. I hope they're taking this serious. I know, uh, it's a sacrifice that they're making yeah. for all of us, but, uh, I hope they, they I hope everyone's taking it serious in all the markets, especially some of the U.S. markets where, uh, it's a l- running a little bit more rampant, uh, and there's greater risk of exposure there. It's just like, you know what? We're close to starting. Like, just keep it tight. Let's keep it safe and let's just keep it going.
0: And I think NHL I agree. sent a memo out saying that, like, guys, like, we understand you can go out, but please exercise caution when doing so. Yeah,
2: they would. I mean, they have to. They have to. There's, there's too much at risk here. Like, they've come a long way. Both the league and the players have come a long way. They made a lot of sacrifices to get to where we're at now. So let's let's bring it home. Let's get to the finish line here.
0: One of the things that's popped up today and it's sort of taken over the news cycle is the phrase unfit to play. And it's what the NHL is deciding to do instead of, you know, they're not going to say a player has COVID. Instead, if they aren't on the ice, they're just deemed unfit to play. And the NHL has told teams to be incredibly vague. Don't go into details when it comes to injuries or anything like that um, because it's, you know, players' rights. And I understand it, right? Like players, I can totally see why a player wouldn't want it to be known to the media that they had COVID. Uh, But what do you guys think of that? Because today, like, so you had from a bunch of teams had players who were quote-unquote unfit to play. The Oilers had Caleb Jones. I was working. I was monitoring the text line at work. I was monitoring Twitter. And as soon as it happened, immediately, does this mean he has COVID? Does this mean he has COVID? Do you think he has COVID? Then it took 10 minutes for a Mark Spector tweet to come out and say, no, he's skating later today. It's unrelated. But by choosing the term unfit to play and being vague, you really are setting yourself up for a lot of speculation from all parties.
1: Oh, 100 percent. It's the it's the weirdest term to use because of exactly that. I get. I also get why the NHL is doing it because you want to protect the players, um, and I, I get it. But it's just it, it's such a weird statement, regardless.
2: And it looks like uh, also from I mean, not an Oilers perspective, but a Blackhawks uh, perspective. Corey Crawford also unfit to play today, so he was there was. He was also not practicing. So, but it's hard, right? Because you want to respect these guys' privacy. This is a very serious health issue, right? Um, Yes, Austin Matthews, he talked about how he tested positive, but he was basically asymptomatic, but that's he was lucky. He was lucky. So they want to take this seriously, but what they're doing is inadvertently opening up the door for just speculation and letting Twitter be Twitter, if you will.
0: Yeah. And it's completely going to change as well. So like, let's say, let's use the Caleb Jones example today. So they come out, they say he's unfit to play because he's not on the ice. Everyone can see he's not on the ice. And then what if it was, yeah, he's not going to be here for a few days or every day. Is it just going to be, is Caleb Jones back? And then if it stretches eight days, well, I guess we'll never really know. Like, did he have COVID? Did he have a sprained wrist? And they were just waiting for him to be healthy enough to come play. But like if a guy is not around the team and not skating with anyone for like six to ten days, wouldn't that just if you don't come right out and say it, couldn't almost everyone just assume that's what happened? Yeah. Of course. Well, and that's that's the
2: problem, that's right? The danger, is you're leaving right? you're leaving the window open for us to assume. And I don't know about you guys, but as an unlicensed doctor, that's probably the last thing you want from the general public, especially Twitter.
0: Yeah, I well, it it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing they're doing there. Like you understand why, but then at the same time you kind of just go like ah like what it like well, what does what, it change what's
1: the alternative? Well, it just it just changes the fact that a uh, team publicly saying yeah Austin Matthews has COVID because that also un- yeah. un- unlocked another you know rage amongst the Twitterverse. So I guess you know you're down if you can do and down if you don't. But at least if you keep it in a in a, a blank like a vague term at least it doesn't get the name out um or or or, or, or yeah it doesn't like the words don't get said like it was before and then like immediately associated with that player like i, I there, there's no right way to do it so i don't disagree with it it's just weird it sounds weird like yes the first thing i saw unfit to play i was like oh shit he's got covid like that, I, I immediately jumped to that but Anyone who's mysteriously out of the lineup, I would do that with, anyways. Unless I see them get hurt on the ice and carted off, you know. C- because even even playoffs are so vague with with injuries, right? Upper body, lower yeah. body, but I guess right. So whatever. It's 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 going to be weird. This is just the new normal. We'll get used to it, just like how we're gonna have to adjust to not seeing fans in the sand.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be weird. Um, it's funny though that your thought, Jay, was unfit to play, went immediately to COVID. Whereas I guess my stupid brain that I don't leave my house ever. My first thought with unfit to play was, Oh, the old COVID fifteen got him. You know what I mean? Like oh, he bulked up a little bit during quarantine. That's that was where my first thought went. And then I was kinda, you know, stepped back and Oh, right. This is twenty twenty and everything's upside down.
0: Uh, we, there's a lot of stuff I want to get to today. I got some questions from listeners that we'll tackle as well, but there's a few other things to touch on. And the first was the fact that I, I thought the Oilers did a really good job with this. They had uh a picture of Colby Cave up on the Jumbotron today when the players took to the ice and it had the hashtag it was we play for Colby, correct? That's
2: correct. Uh, or we skate for Colby. We
0: skate, we skate for Colby.
1: Skate
0: for Colby. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought that was a really nice touch that they had today. I saw Emily Cave Uh, commented on their Instagram as well and thanked them for that. Uh, Connor McDavid touched on it a little bit in the Zoom call and added again that they're going to be playing for Colby and so much has happened in the past like three, four months here. Um, It's nice though that they're going to keep that memory of Colby going throughout these games as well and that they're not just going to you know, in the excitement of the games coming back, that's not going to be a forgotten element here. I like that they're still putting a lot of attention on paying tribute to Colby.
2: Yeah, and I also, I liked, I mean, uh, there was never any doubt. Yeah, Um, There was never any doubt that Oilers fans were going to rally behind this. So I just liked, as soon as the pictures started coming out, when the media got into the building, when the Oilers posted it on their social, um, I just like people using it already. So that's why I wanted to throw it up on the site as well. I think that it's a a very, it's a small, but kind and loving gesture. And I, I hope people can rally behind the hashtag and use it a lot. And I know we will. Um, and I was happy to see Emily cave appreciate it as well, because uh, y- you know, it's almost uh, April 11th when Colby cave passed away, it almost feels like a lifetime ago at this point. And I'm glad that the others aren't letting that go away.
1: Yeah, to- totally agree. I, I, you know, it just to to come out early and have that message out there right now and start doing that. was just like, that's, that's just class. Uh, so you got to give props to the Oilers for, for, you know, just for doing the right thing. And you knew they would, you knew they would. And it's just good to actually see it. And I, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's setting the tone and it's something that I know we're going to get behind. And it's amazing to see that the community is also getting behind it as well and the players and all that stuff. So a lot of kind of nice woo woo stuff kind of coming from that, but very, very class. Classy move by the Oilers to kick off training camp like
0: that. Also from today, Connor McDavid was asked about the uh, the potential of him being on an Olympic team and what that could mean for him. And he said, I'm very excited to go compete for a roster spot, which I thought was the most Connor McDavid answer out there. Like, uh, man.
2: That was like, that was what we talked about last week when we said, Connor, remember when he got first yeah. showed up to training camp? And he was like, well, if I make the team, if I, I love how humble he is. Because if there's one player written in ink for the Olympic team, it's him. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, man. But the, that's one thing that came from the CBA that got me really excited. I wrote about it on the site about how many Oilers could potentially be Olympians when that gets going in 2022. But the mm-hmm. chance to get like the World Cup of Hockey in 2016 was fine. Like it, was it, fun. it was fun, but it, it wasn't the same. Like when Canada won that, I was wasn't jumping up and down cheering or anything like that, right? Yeah. Did Canada no, even win or replied. did Sweden win? See, exactly, I don't, I don't remember. remember. But <laughs> well, it was no national pride. Connor McDavid yeah. was
1: on Team North America. I was actually cheering for them.
0: Yeah, so yeah, T- Team North America was the most fun to watch. anyway. oh
1: yeah, they were dynamic.
0: Oh, they were, that game, my best memory of that tournament was their game against Sweden, the three-on-three three yeah. overtime. That was fucking yeah, was bananas. Uh, but the fact we're fantastic. getting Olympic hockey back, true best-on-best. Best. Connor McDavid wearing a maple leaf in the middle of February. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, so before, I have two questions on this. But first, just your general thought on the Olympics coming back.
2: Well, Tyler, you, I were you around with the last Winter Olympics with the nation? No, I, I was not. That. We are a massive Winter Olympics company. And I know Jay will agree with me. We have it on, on the TVs all the time. Name the sports. I love watching it. The Winter Olympics is so much fun. So to have NHLers back in the mix for you know for the event that, let's be honest, a lot of us care about a lot. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I can't wait to get up at 3 a.m. or whatever. I don't even know where the Olympics are. But I can't wait to get up Amazing. super early drink beers at a time that is completely inappropriate to drink yeah, beers and cheer on the boys.
1: That's part of the nostalgia. I yeah, it's 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 about time. It's a shame that business kinda got in the way of something that's supposed to be pure. Mm-hmm. And that's the business on both sides. Like the IOC is like a giant corporation. Don't kid yourself. But um it's it's just the right thing. It's gotta be best on best. Like yeah, the last Olympics was great. And I was like, I was glued to the television for the Germany-Russia final, cheering for for Germany. Because uh, that was a cool story. And that's good for hockey and good for that country. But like, it still wasn't the same. Uh, so I, I I just, I just amped me up even more. And more of a reason, like Bagwell said, to be up at three in the morning and, you know, cracking open a beer and watching and yelling at your TV uh, for, 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 for Team Canada, like it's truly special. So I'm just like relieved that it's back. And the fact that now we get to see like Connor McDavid at that level representing Canada, which is something we all want. Uh, it's going to be unreal. Like what's, what's, what's Olympic McDavid going to look like with like all that ice? All that. Well, and I, I
2: still think it's fun too. Like, <clears throat> and I still think it's going to be fun to watch Connor and Sid play together. Yeah, it's, it's going to be one of the last times. Like, it's weird to say that Crosby's getting older now, but he is. And uh, it's going to be one of the last times that they can probably do it at a really high level. So I'm looking forward to that as well.
0: Well, that was going to be my next question for you guys. Is uh, and if you guys want to quickly look into this while I set it up, but who would be your ideal line mates for Connor McDavid in this dream scenario of Canada's best roster? Who would you want playing with him? And I'm looking now at some of who the potential candidates would be. Obviously, you could move Nathan McKinnon to the wing and play him on the right side with McDavid. You could have Steven Stamkos up there, like a guy who once scored 60 goals in the NHL. If Stamkos is healthy, machine. You have Mark Stone, who's basically like a Zach Cassian with 10 times the amount of skill. Uh, You could have him, if you want to go purely skill... You could have a guy like Alexi Lafreniere. We don't know what he'll be like in two years. Could you imagine a line with McDavid on one side, McKinnon on the other, and Lafreniere on the other? Uh, If I had to pick two ideal linemates on one side, I would have either McKinnon or Crosby because I think you don't want one of them on your third line. And the chance of watching McDavid play like 22 minutes a night with either McKinnon or Crosby on one of his wings... It's just way too tempting to pass up. And on the other side, man, I want McDavid setting up Steven Stamkos for just some cherry one-timers. I think, like, just talking about this and saying those names out loud as a hockey fan has me absolutely drooling. But what about you guys? Who would yeah. be your dream line mates for McDavid in, at, at an Olympics?
1: I think it's destiny and, like, fate that, that Crosby and McDavid play on the same line. Just because, you know, both, like, generational ta- talents, 10 years apart, like, them for this one chance to play together would just be so cool to see because these are these are two of the smartest hockey players in the world on the same line like like it'll be insane how 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 crazy good a hockey those two and then whoever's on the whoever is the third person on that whatever you're welcome uh because you're going to be getting like capping non stop so you're doing okay and then mckinnon McKinnon with, with with McDavid also is exciting because the speed that he plays the game at, but he could also drive his own line in the Olympics as yeah. well. McKinnon, he's that good. But, uh, so I, I, I love the idea of just like the passing of the baton, like Sid, Connor on the same line. Like that would be so cool. Like Connor, like Sid was Connor's idol, just like, you know, Lemieux and Crosby playing together in Pittsburgh. Like that was cool. So. That 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 that's what we deserve as Canadians. Like that's that's the hockey duo that we deserve.
2: I'm hoping that this playoff run, uh, Nuge can Chris Kunitz himself onto the team and he plays with Connor.
1: Oh yeah, and, and rightfully so. He could. Right, Nuge, Nuge is a fucking sniper. He's also crazy cerebral and he's got a sneaky shot. So like, imagine like the the, the bandwidth of that line if the Nuge is with him too. Whoa.
2: And I admittedly, if you're listening to this and you're shaking your head, I don't necessarily think that Nuge is going to make the Olympic team. There's just the thing with Canada is you could make, you could reasonably ice two teams in the Olympics. Oh yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Team one. And I always love the fact that the team is basically the forwards anyway, are basically made up of 12 centers. I always love that. It's just, (sighs) you play wherever. So to answer the question, I would love McKinnon on the right side. Could like the speed of Connor and McKinnon on the same line would be obnoxious. They, they they would have no answer. Nobody would have an answer for it.
1: No, it would be too. They'd just be buzzing around like that. They 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 would just be swirling around. It'd be tough to watch.
2: And then on the other side, I could see. I mean, he would be playing his off wing though. I could see a guy like on his off wing, Steve Stamkos playing with those two, just lining up nice. high slots, one timers for days. Like he would fill the net. He would fill it. So, I don't know. It's fun to talk about this, again, because, like I said, some of the best memories I have like recently for hockey are Canadian Olympic golds. I mean, the golden goal in Vancouver was incredible. Waking up super early to watch Canada completely run the show against Sweden four years later was fun. Um, so I can't wait. I can't wait. Regardless of who's on the team, I'm looking forward to it. We know Connor's going to be there. Yeah, We know I- Sid's going to be there.
0: For the rest of the Oilers, I took a look at, like I said, how many could be Olympians. In my opinion, there's three locks, and uh, I'm not sure if either of you guys read the piece, but it's McDavid, it's Dreisaitl, and do you guys know who the other probably lock is to make the Olympics that's on the Oilers this year? Clef bomb? Nah, man, it's Gaetan Haas. you got to put him in ten oh, yeah, yeah. for that. Like, oh, he was one of seven Swiss forwards in the NHL this season, and he's a center. Like Haas yeah. is a lock to be an Olympian. Uh, in that next wave, like not a lock, but probably going to be there. I have Clefbaum for Sweden. And honestly, Kyler Yamamoto on the USA. Uh, in For American-born forwards that played at least 25 games this last season, Yamamoto was ninth in points per game. So I think it's completely reasonable to expect that in 2022 he's going to be considered for that team. Nurse and Nugent Hopkins could be two guys who also compete for Canada. I mentioned Clefbaum. Adam Larson maybe gets a look, but I, I would doubt it. And uh, Miko... Russell. Yeah, Patrick Russell actually for Denmark. I totally blanked on him. Oh yeah. Is Denmark is Denmark in the 2022 Winter or 2022 Olympic hockey? I'm actually interested if Denmark's already like clinched their spot on. uh, I think
1: they would because it's a bigger pool size, right, for the Olympics. uh, Nope,
0: they have not. It's uh, Group A will be Canada, USA, Germany, and China. So we will likely get McDavid versus Drysaitel there, and potentially McDavid or Drysaitel against Yamamoto in that group. Group B Sorry, has, has Russia, Czech Republic, Switzerland, and an open spot for a qualifier. Group C has Finland, Sweden, and two open spots for a qualifier. So Denmark isn't in yet, but they could grab one of those spots.
2: Come on, the mighty Danes! Let's go. Uh, Let's
0: do it. I also have, use your
1: Viking blood.
0: I also had Mikko Koskin and potentially being a goaltender for Finland. Although that he
1: could, they they love him in Finland. Yeah, love him.
0: Uh, yeah, so the Olympics, that'll be a ton of fun over the next couple of years. That's one of, always one of my favorite exercises is to look at the like, group of Canadian athletes or Canadian hockey players and put together who could be on that Olympic team. Uh, moving along, should let you know once again, as always, podcast brought to you by the fine folks over at JAPA Machinery. <coughs> Rental heavy equipment. JAPA has you covered. 815s, Packers, asphalt Rollers, Excavators, and more. All available. JAPAMachinery.com. Don't forget as well, pick up your nation beer. It's probably smart. To just begin stockpiling it now for the playoff run, correct?
1: We have got the playoff can design locked and loaded. Next batch uh, is going to be labeled as such, and I cannot wait to see it because if it looks the way I think it looks, it's going to be sexy. Yeah, the proofs look good. So, yeah,
2: they'll they'll get it done. I believe. I do believe. I believe, I believe in beer, nation beer
0: specifically. It. Love it. Uh, As we like to do on Mondays, always like to take some questions from our listeners. So I'm going to crack that open right now. I got seven, and uh, I don't think we're going to get through all seven because we're already halfway through the podcast. But uh, let me take a pick here. You know what? We'll do this one from Mike Bond on Twitter because this was in the news as well, and it does have an Oilers tie-in as well. Before the episode last week, he asked us again for our thoughts on how many players do we think would opt out. I think right now six NHLers opted out, one of them was Mike Green. So, uh, Beg Milk, I'll start with you. What was your take on Mike Green deciding that he would not be returning to the Oilers for the play-in?
2: I mean, we talked about it on Oilers uh, Oilers Nation Radio on Friday. Um, We hit the over on that one time. Yeah, we did. Uh, It's not a surprise. He's a a little bit of an older guy. Uh, He's got a family. Um, And I respected his his decision. I, I wasn't necessarily surprised to see a guy of his vintage, if you will, um, opt out. Uh, I think that he's a free agent this year uh, he's got young kids wants to stay healthy, wants to be with his family and you you, you can't fault the guy for wanting to do that uh, the, only, the, the thing that did make me laugh though um, admittedly was that the trade <laughs> ended up as a conditional fourth round pick for two games of Mike Green
0: Yeah, a little disappointing from that perspective Jay, uh, what was your take on Mike Green and some of the other guys opting out?
1: Now, um, Mike Green d- d- didn't he cite that he's got uh, like a pre-existing lung condition or had a lung condition?
0: Uh yeah, he he might have had that in there as well. I got the article open in front well, then of me. Well, then it makes it makes perfect sense then. Yeah, he yeah, said for deeply exactly. he said for deeply personal family health reasons.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, of course like, you have to respect it. Of course, like there's the optics of like, oh well, he's a UFA and this and that, so it makes sense. Um, and who knows how much he was going to play, but even though I think he would look good on the power play. Um, so, you know, no, I, I, I think it's, I'm, I'm not like upset. Like anyone who chooses to go that way, I'm not going to be upset with, but like, you know, his, the, the, his position, uh, or situation makes perfect sense to, to make that decision the way he did. And that's all good. Now, the thing I want to come back, cause we set, you set the over under on players opting out on our last podcast at nine and a half yeah and then on owen radio you dropped it
0: i dropped it significantly yeah. actually yeah yeah, he dropped so, it too. Uh, so then
1: i still took the under yeah um but i also want to combat some of the people who are opting out who necessarily wouldn't count as nhl opt-outs like Sven barchi or carl Alsner, who are guys who've been like buried in the minors
0: yeah, but they still count his opting out. Like Alsner would have been on their roster, Berkey would have been on their roster. They would have been hey, on the thirty camp. man. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They would have been on the thirty man. Yeah, that's fair. Um,
0: but but you're right. Those are more like I think Berkey and like even Roman Polak. Roman Polak went back overseas and has already, already signed, signed on a
1: contract. Yeah, he already signed a contract.
0: Yeah, you kind of understand. Uh, I didn't see today so it- though when they were tweeting out the line combos. Did Granlund f- like for sure come back? Oh to be honest, I didn't even think about him. And I, I
2: haven't thought about him since like
0: October. Isn't that a damning statement about Marcus Granlin that we don't Yeah, see, he wasn't in any of uh of the scrimmage lines. So I wonder if I wonder if there's gonna be a few more that trickle in, but for right now, we are at six. For those of you who haven't seen the full list, uh, we mentioned Alsner, we mentioned Polak, also Steve Kampfer of the Boston Bruins opted out. Sven Beerci. we talked about him. The biggest one was probably Travis Hamonick, though. From a flames perspective, like The Oilers losing Mike Green, and again, totally justified what all these players are doing, deciding to, you know, kind of put their family's health first. But from a purely hockey perspective, if we're being honest, the Oilers aren't going to miss Mike Green that much. The Flames are going to miss Travis Hamannick, though. Big time. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I I just, I think that also, a thing that bothered
2: me more about players opting out, to be honest, was the reaction from some people as if these guys owed them something. Do you know what I mean? It's in there for a reason that there is no consequence if you want to opt out and stay home like that's the rule that they presented that's what some guys are choosing to do and to me that's perfectly fine as somebody that doesn't leave my house i completely get it i completely get it so to me the 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 biggest story here was just how inconsiderate some like a minority a vocal minority of fans were in regards to some of these guys choosing to opt out i thought that was weird
0: Yeah, like it's, you know, it's going to happen because it's Twitter and Instagram and there's fucking morons hiding behind, you know, their anonymous account or their at handle. That's Steven one, six, nine, four, three, three, one, two. Right. Like, you know, I love that account. Yeah. You know, that shit's going to happen. Um, But yeah, it's always disappointing when you see people like that, you know, just being jackasses online for literally no reason. Like, even if you're a Flames fan, Travis Hammond, it cops out like is, is that really going to, what, prevent your enjoyment of watching the Flames play hockey because you can't watch Travis Hamanick? If you're the Habs, are you really pissed? Like, if you're Habs, fan, are you pissed? That's like, oh, man, you're telling me I don't get to watch Carl Alsner play? Like, I I mean, I could maybe understand it uh, uh, being upset a little bit more if it was your team's best player deciding to opt out. But even then, like, do you not understand that they're not just, like, fucking robots who... Have been, it's not like they've been turned off for four months and they're just like firing up some switches, players are back in the road. Like these guys have lives outside of hockey.
2: Of course. Man. To me, the only disappointment, the only disappointing opt-out is that I do not see, from any pictures that I looked at, a mustache on Mr. Dave Tippett. That's, yeah, the, yeah. Only,
1: that's the only opt-out that
0: I'm upset with. Titt's is opted out. <sighs> we asked for one thing, Dave. One thing. Uh. We're gonna
1: get it. We're gonna get it. I don't know how, but we're gonna get it. We know we we have his his wife on board. Should we make our our move? But now is not the time.
0: Last Bring week, the o- back. last week on Oilers Nation Radio, we talked about uh, the idea that the Oilers will be running a fifty fifty online during the playoffs. Obviously, you know Oilers fans. You know Western Canada. They love their fifty fifty. Uh, so we Jay, we played a little version of the Price Is Right. Which was during the Oilers playoff run. What will the biggest 50/50 pot be? So not like the total number of tickets, but what will the actual pot be? Dan said 435k. Bag Milk said 725. I said 750. Rick said 900,000. Jay, I'm gonna give you this opportunity to get in on the game as well. What do you think the biggest pot will be for an Oilers 50/50 done online during the playoffs?
1: Uh I bet you it'll be north of a million, but since we're playing prices right and I gotta cover my bacon, I'm gonna go nine hundred and one thousand, so you're oh. just gonna screw Rick here, yep, sorry, Rick, that's the name of the game though <laughs> prices
2: is right rules but uh well well but yeah um yeah I actually I, I have a, a i actually, actually loved it. your I loved your answer from Nation Happy Hour on Friday. I actually have it written down as well, so you the official one is nine o one that's what we'll go with, mm-hmm. but jay on uh. Nation Happy Hour on Friday said one million ninety seven thousand as
0: a tribute to Connor, which I respect. Okay. Yeah. Will either of you I, guys be buying it when they go on sale? Will you be sitting down watching the yeah. game? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Of course. I'm a degenerate. Are you are you not, Tyler? Tyler are you you're gonna, gonna pretend one? like you're not gonna buy some?
0: Here's my thing. I don't buy fifty fifty a lot when I go. My girlfriend likes to do it, so usually if if I'm going to the game with her and sitting in the stands, I'll I'll go get a ticket because she is al- she's always asking. But for me, I'm more of a do I want to spend $20, $30 on 50-50 or do I want to put $20, $30 on the Oilers to outright win this hockey game? So I do my betting in uh, what I call more safer ways. Granted, less of a ceiling because <laughs> my $30 bet, I guarantee was is not turning into potentially $80 to $100 grand like it is at an Oilers game. But I've never been a huge 50-50 guy. But just for the experience of doing it, I'll probably hop in. Like I am that much of a degenerate. Where yeah. I just kind of wanna, I want to get the rush of buying a fifty-fifty online, so I'm probably gonna do it as well.
1: The juice is worth the squeeze, man. It's gonna be such an ungodly sum of money. It's gonna be life-changing like, I money. Just, I, I just, be- I believe, like if, if, you're to, if you're to sculpt out the DNA of our culture yeah. uh, as like Albertans, Edmontonians, you know, you, there's a lot of things you would add to the list, and a lot of, but 50-50s is on the list. We Absolutely. we live for these things. Can you, you can't go to a, you can't go to an event in the city that doesn't <laughs> have a 50-50. Yeah,
0: yeah you can go to a, a Bantam hockey game and there's a 50-50 going on there. Of course
1: there is. Exactly. I won a Bantam hockey 50-50, and my concern is I've now like used all of my 50-50 juju on the smallest pot possible I could have won. Yeah, That's but my concern.
0: It always seems like good things come in twos for you. You also have two career hole-in-ones, correct?
1: I do. So I maybe do. You and got I've got one also, more
0: fifty-fifty win tucked in there.
1: And I've I've been at two sporting events where my friends have won fifty-fifty. Oh. I was at a Saskatchewan Roughriders game in Regina. Damn, that was a, a hell 50/50. of a
0: 50-50.
1: Oh well, it wasn't. It wasn't crazy. Uh, it wasn't crazy. Uh, it was good. Yeah. Um, and fuck, did we have a hell of a night because we're on vacation so. too. Yeah. Oh, that was magic. And then this is pre. Uh, this is in Rexall. Uh, Days, my buddy won an Oilers one.
0: Damn.
1: I had a buddy
2: win one too, and there was. Uh, I, I, I need that feeling, Tyler. I'm
1: going to oh, get it. God. I've I'm never, it. I, I don't even think I get past the second number on a fifty fifty. I think that's like my best. So my, I, I, I think my quarantine game is going to be much tighter.
2: My personal best was within 20 at Rogers Place opening season. That's as oh. close as I got. And that one was like, that was painful. Being
0: yeah. that close, yeah. No kidding. Uh, speaking of enjoying the games, Danger Suede asked us the other day, "Do we even update on something he called Nation Staycation?" I'm assuming does is that actually a thing that we have talked about? Is there plans to do like some sort of in Edmonton gatherings, responsible gatherings? I'll call them when the playoffs get going, or is it going to be like watch parties online and stuff?
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Vacation is like a movement that has kind of been born out of uh, nation happy hours um, to like support local business. And I like two weeks ago, I was working on formulating doing the package. I just I just don't know if it's the right time or not. I'm still debating. Uh, I think, you know, there's definitely interest there, but that doesn't mean we should necessarily do it. Uh, Just given like, you know, we got to make sure everyone we do something that that ensures their own safety and all that stuff. So. it could, it's, I, I'm not going to say no, but it's just going to probably be a little bit more delayed than what uh, I was originally uh, working on um, for staycation, I will say V1. So yes, it, it was a thing, Mr. sure. It
2: will It will be a thing, I think. I think that's important, too. It will be a thing, just maybe oh, yeah. not necessarily as soon as or as quickly as we would hope. We want everybody to be yeah. safe. That's yeah. the most important thing.
1: Yeah. Like that's the thing. I, I was just so excited, like, oh my god, we could do this, and I started. We started planning it, and I was like, oh shit, like, oh maybe like we we don't know what we don't have enough information yet on like how we should do it. Because the last thing we want to happen is hold the staycation and someone gets sick, and then be like, mm-hmm. oh shit. Um, yeah. So we got to make sure that we we we, we learn uh, 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 all, all the safety procedures. Everything is possible. Yeah, you're right. Bagmouth. It is mouth. It is it. It will be something that's happening it's just win
0: uh the next one we have from Brandy bear eighty eight on Twitter one of our good followers as well he's always uh, he's always tweeting us good content ideas he wants to know your plans to enjoy and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here because I just wrote down his question uh your plans to enjoy the first playoff game kind of a you know what will you be drinking where will you be watching who will you be with
1: so I'm going to be. Because uh, this was all before I knew what was going on, so I'm going to be at my friend's lake oh. uh, for for that first game. But he's got TV, uh, we like all that sorted. So fun, we're though. now planning, we're now planning how we're going to be enjoying it outside. So it's because it's like a it's a one p.m. game, right? This is like right in the teeth at daytime, right?
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think it'll be a one p.m.
1: <clears throat> oh, which is just great because I'm going to get up, make a nice big breakfast. Get the mimosas going. I'm going to be in a nice place. Come 1 p.m., and then that game's going to be over at 4. And I'm just going to be riding high all night after you know an Oilers victory. So that'll be game one. Then after that, I do plan on uh, uh, getting to the pint Patio. Like I, I just, I have a dream of being on the pint Patio, crushing some wings, drinking a nation beer, and watching hockey. Like that's just if I if, if I can get all those things to happen. Uh, I, I will feel so satisfied. So that'll be, I'll do that on game two or three for sure.
2: My brother-in-law, like he's got a, he's got a, my sister and brother-in-law have a cabin out at uh, past Alberta beach and he bought himself a projector to bring out there. And now we're trying to put a booster out there so that we can watch the playoffs from like, he's got this, this building. thats It's basically a boathouse and it's got a nice big flat wall on it. And it would be perfect to shoot some hockey up there. Um, So I'm really hoping that's what's going to happen. Then we can just sit out, spread apart, and this big yard he's got out there. That's what I'm hoping. Other, if not, I'll be blogging from my buddy's driveway, and we'll do it out there.
0: But nation beers will
2: be had by all. That's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. my answer is much more lame than your guys'. Is honestly, I just I have a couple buddies who are big Oilers fans. And I just think it's going to be, guys, come over for beers, sit on the couch, and let's watch a a playoff hockey game at 1 in the afternoon. Which, honestly, for me, is still very exciting.
1: Oh, of course. One of my favorite Oilers playoff memories is the Oilers played, I think it was at, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, was it? It was in 2006, and I can't remember if it was the clinching game or not. It was like a Sunday morning game at like 11 a.m. in Detroit, 11 a.m. our time. And I remember, like, it just, like, I went over to a buddy's house and just sat on his couch on a Sunday and just got crushed, uh, knowing I had a full on work, a hard day the next day. But the the Oilers won that game. And it was just the fact that they were in it. It just kept me so excited uh, during the whole time on a Sunday. Uh, So doing the hanging with buddies and watching watching, uh, hockey on TV, playoff hockey on TV, is A OK, my friend. Yeah,
2: it doesn't it'll, get better. Be doesn't get better. I'm oh, I'm, no. I'm really looking forward to it. I just when, it seems like it's been over 120 some odd days since the last time the Oilers played, and it felt like going through an entire off season, which is normally pretty boring. But this time there was so much uncertainty added into the mix as well that just getting this close to watching them play again is super exciting. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, it's wild. Yeah.
0: Oh, I thought you were on the phone. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. I was oh. just to say like for me, when I sit down to watch games, I'm very like, I'm not even huge into like going to bars to watch games because I just like sitting and staring at nothing but the TV. I'm not big into the distractions while I'm trying to watch the hockey game, you know? I respect that appearance. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, when... I, like, I like being part of the energy sometimes. Though I like kind of feeding off everyone roaring. Like, <laughs> nothing better than being in a sports bar. Uh when in in playoffs and your team scores, like it just erupts. And
2: on a nerdier side of it, honestly, now that we're talking about this, I'm excited about tweeting live tweeting games again.
1: Well, yeah.
2: Shenanigans talking to people arguing about refs. Like I, I was having kind of thoughts about what this is going to look like here. Like the first game, I feel like the first period is going to be all about how weird it is to watch a fanless game. And then by the third period, we're going to be yelling about refs again.
1: So yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, the adjustment period is going to be so short because once again you're watching playoff hockey. So like you're just going to like drown everything because you go like when I watch it on television, I just like I just go so focused like no one can talk to me. Uh, I'm just locked in, so I don't even know if there's fans or not when I'm watching it on television. So I'm going to like get past that really quick and just be locked in and tell everyone to shut up and not talk to me.
0: You mentioned being a part of an atmosphere, Jay, and uh, what some NHL teams are doing, they sent out notes to, like, season ticket holders and stuff asking them to record, like, certain things, like a let's go for the Hawks is the one I saw. Let's go Hawks and stuff like that. So for the Oilers, I guess it'd be, you know, let's go Oilers. They wanted you to send a clip of yourself celebrating a goal so that they could have, like, this whole bank of fans cheering and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if their plan is to just, like, use these for promotional videos or pump them into the arena, as cheers, but aside from the obvious, let's go Oilers chant, what is one thing that you think the Oilers should be asking their fans to record so they could play it inside the rink? And there's a couple I have in mind off the bat, so I'll go first while well, you guys think.
1: No, I got one. Actually. Oh, you got I one? Know okay, go. gonna, I, know, I, I, I got know, one too. I'm worried. Well, I got to say it first. Okay.
2: Dude! Well, I respect that one. That wasn't going to be mine, but like, I, that's a damn fine one. Mine was going to be the classic Crawford, but like we need to do, Ooh, we need to do all goal. goalies. Yeah, we need to we need to <laughs> knock out some videos here because we need to make yeah. sure that the correct goalie is in the net for our videos. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's uh that's a good one as well. I was thinking uh, maybe a nice MVP one could be applicable to either McDavid or Drysaddle as we go through the of playoff course. run. Of course, uh, yeah. And then in the event of a battle of Alberta, I think we also need a let's go Oilers Calgary sucks. That's a classic one as well. It's a classic one. We also had the chant when we were in Calgary of uh, the turtle for Kachuk. Of course. In case of a battle of Alberta, we might want that as well. Mm -hmm. Mm That would be the dream. If you're listening along at home or wherever you are listening to our fine podcast, send us a tweet, send us a DM on Instagram. What chant? Do you think that they need Oilers fans to record and send in to the arena that they can play during games? I think we had a pretty good list there. If I had to like power rank the ones we just rattled off, though, I'm going to give Jason credit because I think the Nuge is probably number one. You need that; that's a staple. Every game you hear it, that. Exactly, it's part that's of that. Next,
1: that's the great, the greatest part. Like Luch came and sullied that for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and kind of. Took away the Nuge a little like it was there, but Luch kind of took over. So the best part in that trade is giving Nuge back a stage.
2: Especially when he comes rolling into town looking like he means business.
1: Well, geez, like I said, he's Nuge for mayor. We weren't wrong when we well, when we came up with that moniker a few years ago. He is rolling in like this is his town. And you know what? It is. And he looks great looks fantastic oh my god i can't i I, that's all i've been looking at this whole podcast it's my unbelievable
2: it's so funny that like there's always on social media for me there's always i can tell when nuge does something even before it happens or before i know it happens because my mentions just erupt with nuge stuff and now his duster is all i'm seeing and i love Uh it
1: It just makes me happy we should try to get nuge nuge stash or whatever trending in canada i think it could because Boy, is it majestic.
2: Yeah, maybe start a new trend here. I'd like to, like, I don't know how many people want to get pregnant at this point, but, like, I feel like he's trying his best to get them all.
1: <laughs> uh, day day one lines and pairings RNH, McDavid, Cassian, Athnesiu, Drysettle, Yamamoto, Ennis, Sheehan, Archibald, Neil, Carrot, Chason, Nygaard, Haas, Russell, Benson, Marodi, McLeod.
0: That ties I'd- in. Oh, Go right. ahead. Okay. That ties in nicely to a question Chandler Dixon asked us on Instagram. Big time listener of the pod. He said, Which player, not named McDavid or Dry will make the biggest impact this postseason? You just rattled off the lines there. So the names are front and center. Which player, outside of 97 and 29, do you think has the biggest impact?
1: I'm on brand 93. Yeah, I think 93 should be playing with Dry Sidle because it wasn't Dry dude. Nuge, and Yamamoto just like sex on ice. No, they yeah, were
0: dynamite. Yeah.
1: So I think that, but you know what? You know who I think is going to be sneaky is our boy Archibald. That yeah. guy plays with some fucking heart and that's that's uh, that kind of stuff perseveres in playoffs. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to like lead the team or anything, but I bet you he is sneaky effective for us.
2: Well, Jay, let me ask you a question. Tyler and I answered this this morning in the mailbag at com every Monday. Who is this year, if you were to guess, who is your... 2020 version of Fernando Pisani.
1: I'm thinking about this. Like, I want to say Nuge, but I feel like Nuge is too, like, like, he's in the top six. Like, Pisani like, came up from, like, the fourth line and, like, led us in the playoffs. Um, so, fuck. the two guys I think that are going to be good for us that are outside of the norm, I, 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 I I'll, I'll double down on my archibald take. Um, and I'm interested to see what Lil Yamfry can do in playoffs. Cause once again, he, he's got the heart of a lion as well. And he is crafty. Like, like it's so important that McDavid and Dry are split up during the playoffs to kind of open up the lane for, for Dry to, to just dominate while all the teams focus on McDavid. And if Yamamoto's riding along shotgun for that, that could be good. What did you guys have?
0: Uh for me for my for who could be Pisani pick I, I had a few candidates I I did go with Tyler Ennis uh just because I think I like know, that. he could get a look in the top 6 click with a skill winger and I think he's a guy with a good nose for the net I also gave some love to Archibald as well
2: Yeah Archibald got a lot of love um James Neal got a lot of love uh
0: Yeah he could you know
1: like veteran guy right hungry He got hot at the yeah. beginning
0: of the year he could do it again
1: yeah, like it's playoff hockey, right? So like it's just like, like speed is always a component of the NHL, but like it's, it's less important, like in, in playoffs, if that even makes any sense. It's more about heavy hockey. So uh, that, that could open up the opportunity for Neil. Like, yeah, like he, and he's, he's, he's got a chip. Like he's, he's a prick out there. Like he can play in that, in that, 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 that type of game. So yeah, I, I think that's a worthy pick.
2: There's, and I, like, I'm just throwing this out there. I have no idea. I haven't looked this up. But like there can't be many players on the Oilers with more playoff experience than James Neal, can no. there? No. And just no. because I always answer last in the mailbag, so I always try to go different. I throw out Joachim Nygaard. Nobody's expecting well, anything he, from him. Watch him well, uh watch him use that speed of his and score some big ones that nobody necessarily saw coming.
1: What I think he will do if 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 he can uh remain fit to play just keeping it in the in the vernacular, of course. If he, because like, well, let's admit it. Like his hands aren't the greatest. Like and he shot them muffin. They're, they're way better than mine. But that guy, if he turns into a four-checking machine, which what with his speed would allow him, and he can kind of survive the wear and tear that that would create. Like you know, chipping pucks in and beating defense into it, and de- you know, dealing with the blows that come with that. He could be a 4 check machine, which could open up into like some cheesy assists for like Haas or Russell, right? So, well, I'm going off Haas and Russell based on this lineup. But whoever Nygaard's on, he can go and knock some pucks loose for his mates. So he maybe he could be a guy where he gets like eight assists in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Uh, to yeah, answer... And... Oh, no, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I said it. And if Nygaard if got eight points in the playoffs, I think we would all be like... Over the
0: moon. Sure. To answer Chandler's question for me though, outside of McDavid dry settle, how about this for name? I'm not going to say goaltenders because that's an easy answer. Like the, everyone knows the goalies had to be huge. But I think a, a guy like Oscar Clefbaum finding a way to just eat heavy, heavy minutes, being real good on that power play, which he has been for a while. But I think having Clefbaum as that puck moving piece on the back end to just kind of hold down the fort and transport the puck up to 97 and 29, I think he's just as important as anyone else on that roster. Hundred
2: percent, bomb too, and you know what? Uh, I think Blackhawks fans are going to get a very nice introduction to Ethan Bear as well. Yeah, I got, I got, I got a lot of love for Ethan Bear, and I think that when you're talking about moving the puck up to Connor and Leon, he's one of the best the others have on the back end. So I'm, I'm excited to see. see yeah,
1: I'm excited to see what he looks like in the playoffs because um, you know he took a giant step this year, and he could be like Clev bomb. Yes, right. But to have Bear as like a secondary defensive weapon, that could be huge
2: um, and huge. Also, huge I huge. mean, I mean, we're just basically naming all defensemen at this point. But like Adam Larson, this is your time to shine, buddy. We're talking heavy hockey. Oh,
1: shut yeah. him down. Just shut him down. Take, wipe him out. Just be that prick that you like to be. Hip check everyone, and then Nurse. This is a big playoffs for Nurse too. Like he's taking a step. He's you know he's playing some solid hockey. Like. That's great, and this is where you know everyone will shit on Russell, but this is where he excels. He is gonna he's gonna block two hundred shots in the playoffs. I bet he stops as many
2: shots as Klepp bomb or uh, Klepp bomb, as uh, Koskinen or, or Mike Smith.
1: Yeah, like so. This is where you want him. He's gonna be out there wearing the puck um, to make sure that we have a fighting chance uh, at victory. So I just I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I've been I've been off cheering for the team for four months in the sense of I have been able to watch them. I'm looking at this roster and fuck me, I, I'm, I'm believing. I am believing.
0: All right, that's going to do it for another episode <laughs> of the Real Life Podcast. I love that we just spent 55 minutes essentially drinking Oilers Kool-Aid. It felt good to do that again.
1: Oh, it's delicious.
0: delicious. Oh, it goes down smooth. Before we wrap this up, that, uh need to give some love to our sponsors, obviously, Nation Beer. Oodle Noodle as well. Did I hear on the radio the other day that they're, you guys are opening up another location?
1: We're opening up the Hamptons location. It's probably going to be next week. Look, it's, I'm just looking at the timelines because we had some delays with some deliveries of certain pieces of equipment, but it looks like next week we will be opening the Hamptons location as a soft opening, and then we'll be promoting a grand opening thereafter. So Lucky number 14, as they say, in the restaurant game. Come check us out at Hanson's.
0: Love it. Number 14. Of course, big shout out to Japa Machinery as well. They got those Cat 815F compactors. I had it confirmed. That is how you're supposed to say it. Check it out up on their Instagram. Check it out online, jappamachinery.com as well. Jay, bagged milk, thanks for giving me an hour of your time today. Thank you. There you. go. Thank That's you. Thank you to Ryan
1: Nugent Hopkins for blessing us with oh, that mustache. That Thank was, you for your uh, yeah for that upper lip. That is looking
0: glorious. That was a great moment in this podcast history. That's gonna do it for episode 196 of the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Ramchuk. Talk to you again on Thursday. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast.
2: Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from.